Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. Join me, your host, Alexia Gordon, as I chat with authors writing cozy, traditional, and historical mysteries. You won't find explicit sex or graphic violence. You will find intriguing authors and quality fiction. Thanks for listening. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. I'm Alexia Gordon, author and host of the podcast. Joining me in the corner today is author Julia Seals. Let's talk about a most agreeable murder. Welcome, Julia. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, um, I'm actually looking at at a most agreeable murder here, um, and it's definitely got a Jane Austen vibe to it. Uh, so can you tell us a little about your about your uh, mystery and, and what kind of uh, inspired you to write it? Yes, well, I was definitely very inspired by Jane Austen. I'm a big fan of her works, and I'm also a huge fan of Agatha Christie. And I really wanted to write something that would basically combine those two worlds that I've loved so much with a big dose of humor because I I love comedy. I have done a lot of improv throughout the years and I wanted to bring that piece into the puzzle. So uh, A Most Agreeable Murder follows a young lady named Beatrice Steele. She lives in a small town called Swampshire um, in Regency era England And she has a secret, which is that she's very obsessed with true crime. She loves reading all the dark stories in the newspaper that a lady shouldn't be reading. And uh, she dreams of being able to solve a crime herself one day. And she ends up getting the opportunity when she goes to a ball and a guest drops dead. And she uh, is stuck in a mansion with a corpse and a killer. So... Then uh, her her detective premiere ensues. <laughs> hey, you say that uh, your character uh, Beatrice likes to read uh, true crime. We think of our obsession with true crime as sort of a, a modern thing. So uh, apparently, that's not correct. Uh, tell us uh, some more about uh, true crime back in the day. <laughs> yes, I mean there. Ever since there were newspapers, you know, there have been titillating stories. And I think um, even though it feels very modern in terms of like podcasts and books and, and what we we all think of, of true crime, um, there was sort of the, the Regency equivalent of that, though, as I kind of touch on in the book, it's not really proper for a lady to be reading that and talking about it. So um a little bit of it is definitely inspired by the modern era, and I bring kind of an anachronistic tone into the book, and I have a lot of fun with playing around with kind of having Beatrice be a modern lady in a in a historical time period. So it's it's very comedic and fun and lighthearted. It's I would say if you're looking for historical accuracy, you might not find that. But I do really love the Regency era, and I I wanted to really bring in what I loved about that era and combine it with, you know, a bit of a modern sensibility because I am a modern writer. (laughs) Uh, Did you find any uh, Regency era true crimes that were sort of your jumping off place? 
You know, I I didn't really base the crime off of any real crime from the era. Um, I was definitely more inspired by sort of the the golden age of crime fiction. <laughs> so I would say I was more inspired by, um, you know, Agatha Christie and her uh, her fictional crimes as opposed to a real a real story. Um, though I would say that some of the uh, some of the newspaper articles that are set in London are are a little bit inspired by actually a, a little later time period of like Jack the Ripper and these kind of historical murders. Um, but for the most part, I, I was really just more like interested in the classic locked room mystery uh, with lots of suspects and kind of the, the Agatha Christie type detective. And kind of Clue. I love Clue, the movie. I love the board game. And I played that all the time growing up. So I think that came into it a bit as well. <laughs> Actually, I think a Jane, Jane Austen-themed Clue would be a fun board game to play. Oh, my goodness. Why does that not exist? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> hey, Mattel or Hasbro, whoever owns it now, get on it. Get them on the horn. Call them up. <laughs> now, now, you mentioned that you had sort of, uh, you know, injected your somewhat anachronistic modern sensibilities into it. So how did you balance being a very modern writer with not going so far that no one would believe that it was actually set in the Regency era at all? I had a lot of fun creating the town of Swampshire, which is, surprise, not a real (laughs) Regency town, but um, I had fun sort of creating this fictional place where I could take all of the pieces of the Regency era that I wanted to include, such as the very strict etiquette. And obviously, um, from the detective side, it was really fun because it's like there wasn't even fingerprinting. They didn't have DNA evidence. So to me, that's a very exciting way to solve a crime because it's very much about motivation and questioning the suspects and sort of the the people part of the crime, which I think is as a writer is, is really fun to play around with. But then because it was a fictional town, I could also make up my own rules and say, well, this is how they do it there. And it's, I made it up so I can, you know, create my own rules, which was um, definitely a challenging balance. But uh, because I read a lot of Jane Austen, I think that world is so like ingrained in my mind that it it was uh a fun challenge. What is it about the Regency era that that draws you to that? I know that's an era that a lot of people have a, a fascination, some even an obsession with. What what about it appeals to you? You know, I grew up in Kentucky, and I think there are weirdly a lot of similarities between a small town in Kentucky and the Regency era. There is sort of that polite um, and friendly disposition that people have, but also kind of the pressure of a small town, even today, there's like people talk, people gossip, and reputation's very important. And especially as a woman, I think you often feel a lot of pressure for that to be a certain way, fit a certain mold. But then, of course, everyone has their secrets. And um, I think that's really the first time I read Jane Austen, I just found so much familiarity in that world. But I think there's also, I think probably a lot of people there's sort of a simplicity to it where you're just like your day could just be reading a book and taking a turn about the garden and I think 
sometimes nowadays where it's like we're we're just inundated with social media and things to do and it feels like everything moves so quickly sometimes it can feel sort of um a fan a bit of a fantasy to be like oh I could just walk in the garden and you know Mr. Darcy would be there it it just sounds kind of sophisticated and simple <laughs> now what's what's something that might surprise people about uh, the Regency era and frankly, small town Kentucky. Um, I know one thing I, I'm thinking, like we sometimes have an image of, of women as meek and passive, both in that era and in the small town South. And yet they're not actually. And some people might be surprised to find that, that uh, women are a lot uh, tougher than they think. Uh, anything you've found about that era um, or your town that might surprise readers? Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head of women having more to them than I think we would maybe think on the outside. I I mean, I believe that Jane Austen's work definitely shows that in terms of some of her deeper themes. It It's easy to write those works off as, oh, it's, it's a romance, it's a light romance, but there's a pretty biting social commentary in there. And I'm actually a really big fan of Jane Austen's letters. I think her wit sparkles in her books, but it also really shows in her letters where she is just, you know, she's very critical of everyone around her. And um, because she doesn't fit into the normal idea of what a lady should be in that time period, I think she's has sort of a a bit of a sass to her and I think a lot of uh a lot of southern women can probably relate to that of feeling like hey there's more to me than meets the eye and I think that kind of sassiness and that that uh strong southern women woman uh personality can often come from that so I I think that um that inner life is very rich and we get a window into it when we read the works of women from that time period and and now you know when you sit down and talk to somebody it's like they've got this rich inner life there's a lot going on there more than meets the eye and I think that's also it's fun to mix that with detective fiction because obviously when you get to detective fiction it's like everyone's got a secret you know who's the murderer and so whereas Jane Austen, it's like, oh, is this person in love with me or not? It was fun to take that and put it on to, is this person a killer or not? And I have uh, probably read more Jane Austen as an adult than as a youth, because I admit I used to just write it off as as fluff and then mm-hmm. read, I think, Persuasion when I was older. And it's like, wait a minute, this is actually some satire with some uh, serious dose of snark, some of it bordering on vicious. It was, it was great. I loved it. It's like, wow, she's really in her, you know, Regency way, ripping them a new one. How how did you first uh, come to be interested in Jane Austen? And and have you found anything about your, your take on her has changed sort of over the years? Well, I was the same way. I did not, come to read Jane Austen until I was it was just before college and I actually read the book Pride and Prejudice and Zombies first (laughs) because I was having a zombie phase which I'm terrified of zombies I don't know why I was reading all of these zombie books 
And I thought like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And now I want to read the original. And I did and absolutely fell in love with it and then started reading all of her other works. And I, I had a similar experience to you where I realized, wow, there's so much satire here. There is so much wit. And I did, of course, love the romance part of it. Um, but in terms of how my thoughts have changed over the years, you know, I think something beautiful about her books is like every time you come to it, it's so layered, you find something new. Um, and throughout her own life, I think her works change so much. Like for me, Pride and Prejudice will probably always be my favorite because it is, I think, such a perfect balance of comedy and romance and social satire. But Persuasion, you know, her last work, it's so sad and beautiful and haunting. And I think there's something, whatever mood you're in, you can find something. I'm also a huge fan of um, the movie Love and Friendship, which is, you know, an adaptation of Lady Susan, one of her very early works, and I think one of the most biting. So it's interesting to see how she changed as a writer over the years. And as a writer, it's, it's fun to come to that and be like, well, will I be able to, you know, do that too? <laughs> Um, you know, as we've alluded to, one thing that Austin was uh, a master at was sort of layering social commentary in in a way that you could just ignore it or, or not even be aware of it and just enjoy the story. But if you're really paying attention, you're getting some real messages about um, you know the the time and especially the constraints on women at the time. Do you try and do that um, with with your book at all? Sort of layer in a a message or a point, but then find a way to kind of code it so that you know if somebody truly just wants entertainment okay but when they really go back and look it's like oh wait that's what she meant oh absolutely I mean I think the comedy aspect is the way that I wanted to do that where it's like there's a lot of sarcasm a lot of like silliness but I think through the silliness I wanted to really play around with how silly some of these constraints are and it's like obviously I take it up to 11 but even that it's like yeah it is kind of ridiculous and there's something funny there um and I also you know I think you could maybe call the book a parody but I would call it a pastiche because I I it's very loving I love this era I love detective fiction I love Jane Austen and even though I'm like making fun of the era I still am doing it in a loving way now, uh, if you decided to do a, a you know more of an out and out crossover, which Jane Austen character would you uh, have working with uh, Beatrice Steele? Oh, that's that's such a good question. You know, they all definitely played a part in inspiring her. I think she would probably have a lot of fun with Catherine Moreland from Northanger Abbey. The two of them might gas each other up too much, but I think it would be uh, really fun. <laughs> and which, which Agatha Christie detective would you, uh, would Beatrice make a good sidekick for? Oh, I think she would drive her girl Poirot too crazy. So I would have to say, <laughs> I think, She'd have a lot of fun with Miss Marple. Um, definitely, I think the the nosy nature of Miss Marple inspired me a lot for Beatrice kind of being in everyone's business. 
So I think they'd get along on that on that regard. Yeah, that would blend one. Miss Miss Marple seems to work well with with other women and appreciate those mm-hmm. special skills that women have that you know maybe from people taking them for granted. And well, actually, they're actually the smartest person in this room. So maybe you should pay attention. Yes, I think she would definitely respect that. <laughs> so what's what's next for you? Um, so I am working on another book. Um, I'm not sure how much I can say about it yet. Um, and then, yeah, I I am a screenwriter as well as a novelist, but of course we're on strike right now. So um, the the first uh, or a most agreeable murder was optioned as a movie, and I did have the chance to write the script before oh, the congratulations. Strike. Thank you. It was, a very wonderful opportunity, but um, everything for that is kind of on pause as we hope to hope to get a deal. Um, but yeah, I just now I'm just hard at work on the second book, so it's been really fun to to dive back into writing. <laughs> and a most readable murder is available now. Yes, it is available. Um, hopefully, people will go to their favorite indie bookseller and and ask about it. Any uh, particular, I know you're in the uh, uh, L.A. area, any particular indie booksellers you'd like to to suggest people stop by? Well, um, I'll be posting about it on my Instagram, but I'm doing an event at the Village Well in Culver City coming up soon. Um, but I am a huge fan of Skylight. I always direct people there. We have so many wonderful indie bookstores in L.A., so you really can't go wrong. And where can uh, people find you on Instagram and other social media to, you know, uh, find out where your signings and how the status of your next book is coming and things? Yes, I am. My username is the same across platforms. It's Julia May Seals, M-A-E. I am a, a Southern girl. <laughs> um, so, yes, I put po- I post mostly on Instagram. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining me in the corner today to chat about A Most Agreeable Murder a Jane Austen, Agatha Christie-inspired mystery featuring a, I like the way they describe her, spicy, passionate uh, heroine uh, from the the book blurb there. Um, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your, your schedule to chat with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. I'm Alexia Gordon, your host. My guest today was Julia Seals chatting about a most agreeable murder. Until next time, goodbye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. I'm Alexia Gordon, your host. Please support the podcast by leaving a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you listen on. Follow the podcast on Instagram at podcast underscore cozy, on Facebook at The Cozy Corner Podcast, and the web at The Cozy Corner with AlexiaGordon.com. Follow me at Alexia Gordon Author on Instagram, AlexiaGordon.Writer on Facebook, and AlexiaGordon.Net on the web. Support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash author Alexia Gordon. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.